0: Hey, everybody, my name is Matt Pierce. I'm the Learning and Video Ambassador for TechSmith Corporation. Glad that you're here with us today. We've got a fantastic topic. We're going to be talking about Simplified User Interfaces, or SUI. And if you don't know what that is, stay tuned because we're going to go into that with our guest, Anton Bolin. But before we do that, of course, there's always a couple of things we like to mention up at the front. Last week or so, we released Snagit 2021, and it is, it is a great version. But in addition to the release of Snagit, we want to talk about the TechSmith Academy. If you haven't been out to the TechSmith Academy is a free online learning platform that is going to show you and walk you through how to do things like write scripts, create storyboards, create job aids to write helpful help and much, much more. It's not about using TechSmith products, but it's about all those skills that can help you in the process of doing your job, whatever job you're doing. And in addition, then you can use TechSmith products to get that work done as well. So go check it out. It is free and we'd love to have you go out there. We've got some great materials uh, newly released just a couple weeks ago is Writing Helpful Help. It's a great, great topic and a, a great course to go through. So please go check it out. Okay, let's let's dive in because I'm excited that we got lots to talk about with our guest Anton Bolin. Let me just quickly tell you, because if you don't know who Anton Bolin is, he's probably someone maybe you've never heard of. But if you've been a TechSmith user for a long time, you may have seen some of his work. A long time ago, before even I started at TechSmith, Anton was an intern. And when I got to TechSmith, I quickly realized that, holy crap, this guy is really good at making tutorial videos and being concise. He's really good at giving feedback and I know I took away a lot of lessons from Anton giving me feedback on my videos. He's got such a great detailed eye for kind of giving you that minutiae feedback that made me a, a much better video creator. Well. That also recognized, as people saw his work, they also saw his easygoing personality, his natural native ability to speak German, and that landed him in an opportunity, uh, one, to work further with me and creating tutorial videos. But then soon after that, he was back to Germany, working with TechSmith to do a number of things, uh, to be, at one point, our German evangelist. Now he works all across Europe, speaking at conferences and events training organizations on using TechSmith products, helping us with our international and globalization efforts to make sure that everyone around the world has access to uh, Snagit and Camtasia and our other fantastic products, and making sure they have it in their own language as well. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. The thing we're here to talk about is... Uh, simplified user interfaces. And Anton has had a great role in in helping TechSmith better understand this, talking to customers about what it means and what it really looks like to use. So with that all said, I'm grateful to have him here today. We want to welcome Anton Boland to the Visual Lounge. If I can switch cameras. There we go, Anton. Welcome. Hi, Matt. It's
1: really nice to see you. I yeah, wish it's... we could be doing this in person, but, you know, the time being, we have the same situation here in Germany that we have anywhere else in the world. So this is a pretty good substitute. And I'm, I'm really glad to be on the show with you because, yeah, as you said in this really nice intro, which, by the way, I'm totally going to steal parts of for whenever I need an intro the next time. Um, <laughs> but we go all the way back. We've worked a lot together. And so it's really great to almost see it like come full circle and us reconnecting now on your on your visual lounge, your a digital podcast and yeah thanks for having me
0: yeah we're so glad that you're here and uh, Anton um I, you know I said a lot of things but uh, for those who don't know you yet what else would you say about kind of the work that you've been doing because I know I, I feel like I skipped a bunch of things but you've done so much with TechSmith and you've just done a lot in this video creation space tutorial space technical writing space so tell us a little bit more about yourself yeah, sure. So as you
1: kind of alluded to, so I'm from Germany. I grew up in Germany, but when I was 15, I moved to America um, as um, with my parents. And then right after high school, I got a job at TechSmith as an intern in actually the shipping department. And that was 2003. So I was the person that was taking Snagit and Camtasia, putting it into real boxes. And at the end of the day, I gave about 200 of them to the DHL or UPS guy and they would ship them around the world for us. And then from there, pretty quickly, quickly, I realized that shipping is nice, but technology and video and software is cooler and more fun. And TechSmith fortunately realized that, yeah, they that I speak German and French and English. And so it was nah, a good match. And they enabled me and allowed me to really start creating video content back in 2003, 2004. And I started really, really enjoying that. And then through that, yeah, I'm I'm not a trained instructional designer, I like to say, but I'm definitely instructional designer at heart because it's it's a topic. Good instructional design is something that's really important to me. Good technical documentation is something that's really important to me. And so I really enjoyed when I was able to work on uh, Camtasia and Snagit tutorials for many, many years. Um, I created a lot of them with you, actually, Matt, as you know. We did so together in... Uh, what languages did we do? Uh, German, French, yes, but I think we did Korean and Japanese too, right? Okay, so
0: yeah, we did. Definitely Korean, we, definitely Japanese. I, there might have been some other yeah. in there as well.
1: Yeah, it was adventurous, but uh, a lot of it was learning by doing. And I feel like we kind of went in tandem for a lot, of that, a lot of that in the yeah 2005 through 2010 when I was still in Michigan. But then, as you said, in 2010, I got the opportunity to move back to Germany for TechSmith to engage and work with our European user base that role has evolved and now I'm in this really nice position where even though I don't create as much content as I used to and probably as I would like to I get to work with a lot of our clients and just generally users out in the market to help them and also to observe them to see how they are creating content, video, as well as screenshots and guides, and to really learn what's what's working, what's not working, and always try to see what can I do and what can TechSmith do to help level up these people, whether that's training, whether that's courses, whether that's improvements in the software, whether that's sitting down with them and just practicing with them for an hour. Um, Yeah, user success is something that's next to instructional design, really close to my heart. And I think that is also what has been one of the primary focuses of my work in the last couple of years is really trying to understand and help the users here.
0: Well, Anton, I want to get back to the, something that you said in, in a second. Uh, you talked about, just so I don't forget, you talked about this idea of you've seen a lot of the things that uh, customers are facing and people out in the just mm-hmm. kind of general work f- space with instructional design, documentation are seeing. I want to get back to that. But before we do, I think we need to do some definition here with a simplified user interface because i the question i really have is is like how did these two things connect for you uh um, <laughs> before we before we can get to that let's talk about for from your perspective what is what does it mean when we're saying these words simplified user interface or i'm sure we'll refer to it as sui sui so that's mm-hmm. that's what you hear us say that's what we mean uh so for you what what is sui or what a simplified user interface mean
1: All right. So there is a definition um, that I like to use, and that is that simplified user interface graphics or simplified user interface is a design treatment for screenshots in which the screenshot um, gets changed in such a way that contextually unimportant information is reduced and replaced by simple shapes which allows the part of the screenshot that actually needs to be in the focus of the viewer to really pop out and be shown a lot more. And and that sounds like a mouthful. I think if we maybe a little bit, we can show some examples because I think it will be very clear what what it really is because it, It is a representation of the screenshot. It's not the actual original screenshot in a lot of ways. However, the users can see it. They can recognize it. They know what it's about. And for us as content creators, it's a fantastic technique to guide the attention of the learner or the viewer on what really matters. So particular buttons or um, options they need to click on or just simply understanding the concept.
0: Yeah, so I I I think actually, if you have an example, can we just throw one up on the screen that would make Maybe shown because I, I. It's one thing to say it, but I think when if you've seen it before, it makes it life so much like you just know you've seen it before. I'm guessing most everyone mm-hmm. in our audience will have seen it. So let's if you've got one, I can bring up your. I screen got one open.
1: Let me know when you see it. Yep, we got, we see it. All right, so this is one of my favorite examples because I think it makes this concept of simplified user face a simplified user interface graphics quite clear. So on the left side, we have a classic screenshot, nothing wrong with it, right? And the instructions are click on file, connect mobile device, right? Pretty easy, pretty straightforward. However, on the right side, we have the the simplified representation of that same screenshot. And it's very clear that the main instructions, click on file, connect mobile device, are still recognizable and, for the user, incredibly easy to follow. However, the difference is that all less important and contextually less um, relevant pieces, like uh, here the uh, different menu entries, the hotkeys, but also the menu at the top, they've been either reduced or completely removed, with the point of really helping to drive the attention of the learner the viewer on what really matters in this particular case, which is click on file, connect mobile device. And as you said, Matt, Matt this style is quite popular. It's used in a lot of different areas, not just in telecom. it's used in training. I see a lot of it in user onboarding, in marketing as well. And so when I think we, you and I, we talk about SUI, as well as other people in the marketplace talk about SUI, or simplified user interface graphics, we generally refer to the simplified representation of a user interface, as we're seeing right here on the right side as opposed to just normal classic screenshots, which we have on the left. All
0: yeah, right. And I, I, I definitely, and I I know probably a lot of people are seeing this, like it, a lot of companies are using it as a part of loading like images. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, like reducing the kind of the amount of stuff that you're mm-hmm. seeing as a, a page loads. But so this is, it's really cool, right? I love this idea that we're, we're literally doing what it says. We're simplifying this interface yeah. and we're emphasizing mm-hmm. key things. So now let's go back to that. What, what you said, you, you're talking to customers a lot you're talking to mm-hmm folks in industry who are doing practices what was the connection for you when you you made the connection that this is something that would really benefit them if they there's it was probably not one point in time but what were the things that you're seeing that saying like yeah that could actually solve some problems mm-hmm.
1: yeah there were several problems i kept seeing Um, in the work my customers were doing, there were problems I was seeing, actually, not problems I was seeing, but our own UA department was having the same problems. And to me, they fall in two categories. One are the problems or challenges the learner or the viewer is having. And the other one come on the creation side. So the people like me and you who have to create these graphics. So let's first talk about the learner, the viewer who has to look at these screenshots. And for them, Right? A screenshot can very easily contain a lot what I call visual noise, which are distracting, less relevant information or pieces and objects and shapes that distract from the, what the viewer actually needs to look at. Because if you think about it, a screenshot is just a representation of the actual software interface or a step within that you need to follow. And if the software itself is rather complex, if there's a lot of options, items, etc., um, for a learner, it's very difficult to differentiate and focus really on what they need to focus on because there's so many distracting things. It gets even worse if the uh, software interface has really dominant colors in it and all that. So, yeah, so that was one of these challenges that it was really hard to orient the users, especially new users who just were starting with the service or were just starting to understand a particular process. They were getting too caught on unnecessary details, which was taken away from their ability to just focus on the key message at heart. Then, on the other side i um do you want me to keep talking about the uh, creation
0: channels? well i know i mean i mean that's i i just was i want to interject here because mm-hmm. i i think that's yeah. such an important point right like that that the emphasis right like it's so it happens i mean it happens in so many different ways that we get caught up on the uh just kind of the the minutiae around yeah. us that the idea of taking that away seems like a very powerful and easy way to make sure that things are clear uh, for Mm -hmm. whether it's learning or you know reference or whatever it might be
1: and right now us as instruction designers we counteract a busy work a screenshot by adding arrows to it by drawing boxes or highlighting the areas that are relevant but it almost feels like a patch we're applying to the the bigger problem and the sui allows us and technical communicators in general to take a step back and look at graphics in a slightly different way which allows us to yeah approach the challenge in a slightly different way and that's what always intrigued me from it because it was something new and it wasn't just resorting back to we've been doing screenshots like that for 20 years let's keep doing them like that for the next 20 years and that's what I, I really like about Siri as well. It's it's modern, but it's also effective.
0: Yeah, and Anton, feel free to continue, because I know there's some other problems that you saw besides this kind of... Mm-hmm. Co- oh, the cognitive side of it, right, is reducing, reducing that load, but th- I, I know there were some other issues that you saw as well.
1: Yeah, so on the flip side, for the people who have to create the content, um, and I'm sure a lot of the viewers can relate to that, there's a lot of things that we come across. So... F- um, First up, let's think about screenshots regularly going out of date, right? Especially in an agile development environment, we have cloud apps that are releasing sometimes daily, sometimes weekly. There are a lot of changes. Just think back about some web app you've been using. And before you know it, they've added a new button or changed an icon or renamed a label. And for someone who has to document or train on this type of technology on these web services, that's incredibly challenging because their screenshots or even their screencasts are being are essentially going out of date on a daily or weekly basis. So this ability of just keeping up with that workload was almost impossible for many companies. And unfortunately, some companies take the avenue of reducing the amount of visuals they use to document their services, which I really dislike because I think we all are visual people, and visuals really help actually with the learning and understanding of uh, processes and information. So taking that away is not the solution. Um so Insui definitely can help with that particular situation. I can talk about that more in a minute. Um, there is other benefits as well that I greatly saw and I've experienced them or benefited from them at Techsmith, but I've seen lots of other companies do it as well. And that is the localization of particular screenshots. Right? And there's two ways of looking at it. If a screenshot uh, is similar to the one I showed earlier with File Connect mobile device, there's generally just very little text within that screenshot. And so, if you have to localize it, yeah, it um, yeah, if you have to localize it, that's much easier done in a lot of cases. You can even take it one step further, in which you design screenshots completely or sui gra- graphics completely without any text on them, right? And you have to use some techniques for providing the the instructions on the side, maybe in a caption or in the. Um, yeah, on the side of the graphic in some way. But if the graphic itself is completely out of text, you can actually use it in pretty much every language that you have to support. And I think this idea of lo- yeah, making more out of your, getting more localization and globalization out of your screenshots goes a long, long way in today's world. Um, if you just think about how many uh, software products are offered in more than just one language. Um, so there's one statistic that I was just looking up the other day. It's the um, uh, the content wrangler. They wrote or they conducted a yearly survey and they, in, they asked people, hey, uh, how many languages do you support? And uh, the data I have is two or three years old now. But even back then... T- Uh, companies said that they support, 56% of the companies or respondents said that they had to support at least two languages. And a lot of them indicated that they had to even support more than five or six. And uh, I'm over here in Europe. I know my customers, my people, as I like to call them. And yeah, supporting more than two or five or 10 languages is very, very common. And so if you can take and scale your screenshots without having to take 10 individual screenshots, that's a huge advantage for many of these companies. Um, Yeah, that comes into play.
0: Yeah. I mean, what, what, what great, awesome benefits of, of this technique. Right. And it's, it's clear right. to me that, y- you know, you're going to make it easier for people to understand. You're going to be able to get those localization benefits. There's so many things that you can get, take away from this, right. That, that's uh, that's wh- why I wanted to talk to you about this. So A- Anton, we talked about some of the kind of the, the advantages, um, you know, some of the benefits that people, the problems mm-hmm. that you saw and, and how those solved, um, for, for you, It feels like, though, like I look at that image and it feels like I could imagine someone saying wow, you've got an image that you had to do a lot of work to make it doctored to make, become the suified, suified, if that's a word, uh, this simplified user interface, right? Like, cause it just didn't become a block blocks and cover things up. Right. That, and that might feel like it takes longer than taking a screenshot. We, you know, we know it's super easy and snag it to do this. Um, for anyone listening, is the work, like there's lots of benefits, but it seems like a lot of work. Is that, is that really the case? And, and, Look, I'm going to preface this. I know everyone listening. I know Snagit has some abilities to do this that we'll talk about. But I want to talk kind of generally. Like, is it worth the, the effort it, 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 truly to do that work?
1: That is a great question, Matt. And that is a question I frequently get when I talk to people about this topic. Is it worth the extra work? Because, yeah, let's be honest if I take a screenshot and I have to apply this design treatment to it, clean it up and get it ready to be a SUI graphic, that's going to take a lot more work than just taking a simple screenshot and maybe drawing an arrow and calling it good. But the way I look at it is that SUI isn't the right type of screenshot for every single situation. It's not, in Germany, we have this term called the Eierlegende Wollmichsau. It's a pig that also lays egg and has wool. It does everything for you, right? No, SUI is not the solution for all of your problems and challenges. However, You can use Sui very selectively in situations where it makes a lot of sense. Um, And we can talk more about some of these use cases in just a minute. And particularly, I almost feel it's you're paying it forward. You might spend a minute or two maybe depending on which tool you use, if you snag it, it's rather quick, you might spend a little bit of extra time the first time you create that screenshot. But then think about the long tail of benefits you have. You know, you don't have to update it as often because that screenshot, it been simplified, is less susceptible to small UI changes that you might be having. So you don't have to do all those updates. Um, you can use that same screenshot for multiple language versions with little or no additional localization needed. So think about how many languages you're supporting, how many screenshots you sometimes have to take and do the math on that. And so you can keep going like that. Uh, You can think about the confused users that are now being better helped in key pieces of content that you simplified, for example. And so I I would say, yeah, in the situation where Sui makes a lot of sense to use, it pays for itself very quickly, even though you do have to invest a couple extra minutes into creating that very initial graphic. Yep. So,
0: uh, i'm I'm still laughing at the uh, the German word for the pig that lays eggs. Uh, yeahish. Well, so can you say that? Uh, I cannot. but no, this makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, it's not there is no silver bullets here, and we say this all the time on the visual Lounge. whether it's you're making videos or screenshots, documentation, whatever. there's not a silver mm-hmm. bullet, but it does make a lot of sense that when you invest in the right times and right places, it's going to have these long-term benefits. And um I guess, I don't feel like this is really a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because we've worked together for so long. I can get away with it. Um, (laughs) You know, obviously, granted, like a a user interface could change dramatically and that kind of throws everything out the the window. Right. But do you have any sense of how long, like, I mean, gosh, this is so, so maybe not a great question, but like, length of extension of time that an image is better, like able to use, but put in terms of TechSmith, right? If you made a Suified image for TechSmith, that would probably get us what, an extra year or two of use versus maybe a one year use? That seem uh, fair? Uh, It really depends on
1: when and where and how the graphic is used. And so let me actually pivot a little bit and talk about one use case where I love seeing Sui graphics and where I've actually seen a lot of Sui graphics in the wild. And that is for general user onboarding. The first time a user opens a new service, there's a new app, there's a new feature. And very, very often that feature is documented or explained through a simple or a small simplified animation or graphic because they make perfect sense in that situation um because the user is not familiar with all the details of that application or that feature yet and it's really about conveying to them the basic idea the concept and likely getting them to focus on one or two key things like the new button or how to interact through drag and drop or things like that and so in onboarding i see a lot of usage in it by a lot of different companies um I love naming them, but like Dropbox does a great job of it, Microsoft, Adobe, Google, TechSmith, of course, right? There's plenty that do it quite well. And so to go back to your question on how much usage can you actually get out of one of these graphics? Yeah, It really depends a little bit on, um, of course, how the graphic is created and how much your software changes. But Let me bring or let me talk to you about the uh, animation, simplified animation we created for explaining the panoramic capture in Snagit, which we introduced in Snagit 2013. So that was like four or five years ago. And yeah, the basic functionality of how to use this panoramic capture was explained by using a uh, animated graphic. And we have used the same animated graphic now in version 2013, 2000, what came after that? 2018, 2019, 2020. I haven't checked 2021 yet, but we already at five to six times of ver- software versions that this graphic was able to be reused. But we keep going because with very small moderations, we were able to use that same graphic uh, in German, Japanese, English, and French. So now we have one graphic with very small tweaks to it we are able to use in like 20 instances. And I don't think we can say the same thing about any of our other normal videos or graphics that we have ever created. So that is just one example of where, if you get lucky and it works out and you don't have too many crazy changes, you can really get a long life out of it. But then also think about just a simple, maybe a drop-down menu that is mostly simplified with think back at the example I showed earlier with file connect mobile device, as long as that command of file connect mobile device stands, that screenshot stands. And it really doesn't matter if our developers add additional features into that drop-down menu or some of them get renamed because as long as file connect mobile device stays true, it will, yeah. It will uh, be a relevant screenshot that we likely don't have to update anytime soon. So, does that answer your question?
0: It does, and I, I and I think it's a great example, right? Because I, I, you know, I'm sure someone has thought about the cost of that, the localization. What you could say, what it would, how much it would have cost us to redo that graphic for all of those languages, for all of those versions, every time it changed you know, slightly color change, like, you know, the brand change just slightly or whatever. So yeah, I'm sure it adds up, uh, to be significant amounts of time and money for, for both. I mean, time in terms of development, but also times of terms of like putting it into the product, getting it updated. You know, that's not just you as a develop, like a instructional designer. That's the software developers time, the Mm -hmm. engineers and all the other things that we'd have to do to make it work. So that makes a lot of sense.
1: Correct. Yeah. I always think back at, uh, like you and me, when we were working on Camtasia 3.0, and we created the Korean videos, and then we released version 3.1. And we added, or the developers added, one button or menu item somewhere on the main UI. And back then, I mean, that was 2005 or 2006 maybe. Mm -hmm. For us back then, it was enough reason to redo and patch every single video and change everything up. And in retrospect, probably not the smartest, but we did it then. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there today who have that same mindset of, oh, it changed. Let's make sure it's up to date because we don't want to confuse the user. However, if we had been working with Sui back then, we probably could have found a way to at least take some of these updates and changes, have that content simplified, and yeah, not having to go through and updating eight or nine videos in Korean, which neither one of us actually spoke, so.
0: Right, right. Well, that actually leads to a question because I'm guessing uh, Based on what you just said, some people are probably like, we've been talking about Sui in terms of screenshots, um, and like static, very static things. Right. And then you mentioned there was an animated GIF and now we could talk about like, if, if we had been so smart back in 2006, we may have done, uh, Suified or Sui videos. Um, but that is, that is a thing, right? Like people are making Suified, fied videos and, but it's a lot more work to do that than it is just an image. Correct.
1: Oh, that is absolutely true. Yeah. Creating animated SUI graphics, you're really entering the the area of animations and having to almost create them from scratch. Yeah. So it's not as simple as a normal screencast where you just record everything and then some magic turns it into SUI. We can kind of do that with screenshots, photos, but we can't do that with the videos. So for that, you do have to take a step back. And you do have to almost recreate your software interface entirely as individual graphics with individual layers for the different windows that are opening up and dialogues that need to happen. You will have to add the mouse cursor as a separate layer in your video editing program. I use Camtasia, of course, but you can use um, Premiere or anything else that that supports animations. And then you really have to animate the steps that you're trying to show. Well, that said, I think, or no, I don't think, but... Uh, These animations, if they're short, a couple seconds long, think more like animated GIFs or GIFs. Mm -hmm. Um, The workload, I think, is very reasonable. And I think those graphics are incredibly effective for guiding the user because, yeah, moving image is just so much more meaningful and easier to follow than just a screenshot itself. Mm -hmm. And so then that calculation of, is it worth it? comes into play and you have to think about, all right, I'm going to take a little bit more time to create this onboarding, but it's going to look nicer. It's going to have a better first impression on my user. They're going to be more successful. And I don't have to make as many updates and I can maybe use it in more languages. So you do have to think about it a little bit and make sure it's it's the, the return on investment is there. But nevertheless, I think in a lot of cases, it's definitely worth it. To do, go that extra small mile. Animate those things in whatever program you have available. It's not that complicated, or to be honest, and yeah, see how that goes. And if you look around, a lot of companies are using SUI in combination with animations, just because a simple highlight, showing a quick, simple drag and drop is just very, very powerful to show what might happen, especially in the context of of like yeah, onboarding.
0: Yeah, it seems like the the context of anything where there's complications, right? Like, and, and screenshots are great, and I love them, but they don't show movement well. They don't so show like a, a complex interactions uh, that are dynamic very well. And so, I could definitely see how you could create something that's simple yet mm-hmm. it, uh, still illustrates that point in that purpose very well. So, Anton, yep. you you've given us a lot of benefits, right? You've talked a lot about why it's great, why it's good, uh, but I, We know there's got to be challenges here. And some, I think one of the challenges I've heard already is kind of the time, right? There is, you have to put work into it. It's not a, Mm -hmm. uh, nothing makes it just instantaneous as of yet. Snagit's pretty good at making it quick. But uh, what are, what are, are there downsides to using Sui or, you know, you said, well, I would, you know, when it's the right time to use it. When are there, like, are there times when you shouldn't use it?
1: Yeah, no, there's definitely downsides. There's always downsides. Um, as I said earlier, it's not that Eierlegende so that just solves all your problems, correct? So, some of the downsides I see, some of them are really the user. Some audiences are not as receptive to this type of graphic. They really want to see it exactly as it is for them so there might be depending on the audience some pushback um so know your audience do some testing that's why i also think it's a good idea to combine sui with normal screenshots so you're using sui maybe in some onboarding dialogues but the documentation is still old school screenshots etc etc so you're almost covering both bases the second challenge i see is making a sui graphic that's actually effective because Creating a sui graphic is not just let's take a bunch of shapes and add them over my text, but you have to think about how, what is that visual perception of that screenshot that you are creating? And you are, by covering things up with big blocks, you're actually adding a lot of contrast. You're adding a lot of things that the eyes or the viewer is going to be attracted to if you're doing it right. So in some cases you actually risk of making your screenshot more complicated and confusing and distracting the user. Maybe in a couple little bit, we can, I can actually walk you through the process of how I would go through the mental process of uh, simplifying a screenshot in order to make it work and be effective in the sense of technical communication where I want to draw the attention. But those are definitely two challenges I, I see as a one. Let's make sure the end user actually wants to see them or is open to that concept. And yet yeah, the second one is just design best practices and making sure that the final output doesn't clash and is helping you achieve your goal and doesn't work against it.
0: Yeah, I I could see that where in some instances, and I'm probably guilty of trying to do this, like you try to simplify something down so much that you actually oversimplify it and you're losing context or understanding because you've taken away all kind of, uh, kind of, What's the word I'm looking for? Navigation points, right? Like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, anchor points. Visual
1: anchor points is what I like to call them, exactly. And I think those are important as well, is that when you're abstracting and reducing a screenshot to a simplified representation, that you give enough visual cue points and anchor points for the learner or the viewer to orient themselves. So maybe um, I'm a big, I have a couple of examples I can show you. Can you bring this? uh, Can I show my screen real quick? Yeah, you bet. Okay. All right. Excellent. So this is an example from a company called Pix.io. They do a Wow, it's like an image management software. And they have little animated uh, GIF graphic that explains the basic concept. And they do a good point, job of using visual anchor points. So on the left hand, we have the actual application. And you can see they have an icon. They have a big blue button. And then all of these are the different images that are part of their service. And then on the right hand, I played this video in just a second so you can see the little animation. But I want to point out the uh, visual reference points, the anchor points they kept. Their logo is still there. It's still clear that we're in the first tab because it's highlighted. And that big blue search button is still included because that's something that uh, people can draw of people will notice and can orient themselves. And now as I play back the uh, little animation right here on the right side, pay attention. And yeah, I'd love to know in the comments maybe if you think you could follow these instructions based on what is shown on the right if you had to apply it to the actual service that is on the left. So let me just play this it's just a couple of seconds long. Here we go. And they show you how to apply a certain license. Some of the information is shown in real life because that's the important key information they need to show. But everything before that, it's, it's simplified. To so click on the image, click on the drop down. Key information is visible. We can orient ourselves based on the visual anchors. Yeah, and that is, I think, a good point of not simplifying things too much, but rather keeping the things that are important to keep the user oriented. And like, I think icons, logos are a great way of uh, keeping the visual anchor point. Colors are fantastic too. Yeah, there's a lot you can do, but um, I think it's important to guide the user.
0: Yeah, I really like this example. I think it, it makes a lot of sense that they are highlighting visual dominant points on the screen, right? Like I, yeah. there, there's this old trick I used to use when I was looking at something to see if something was visually dominant. And it's just you would squint at the the image that you had and you just kind of see what stands out. And I could see, mm-hmm. even if I'm, 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 I am can't see me on camera, but I'm squinting right now to see like, oh, I can see the blue button. I can see the icon. You know, you see the big gray square and it, it makes a lot of sense that you still want those anchor points so I, I love this example thank you
1: yeah absolutely and maybe on that example as well uh, they kept the most important things in real right it was super important that f- for this use case that the licensing options were exposed in clear text so they kept those and that again is a like balance between simplifying everything and not simplifying everything and keeping the things that are important and i think that's a bit of an art and something that people have to learn on how to properly do that. It's just any kind of design. It's not something that comes overnight, but it's something we all have to learn with a little bit of experience, but also with a lot of lot of feedback from our
0: coworkers, but more
1: importantly, our users.
0: Let's look at more examples. I love the examples, because I think it's really important. Yeah, Because right. I do, me, like, uh, Anto, one thing to be thinking about mm-hmm. as you show the examples is, uh, I would love to see, like, maybe something we could actually work with, like, ideas of, like, how do you actually make one of these? Yes, so let me
1: do one more thing first before I go into showing you how to do this. I want to show one of my absolute favorite examples from our buddies over at Adobe. Mad respect for the work they do. And they have been really pioneers in using all kinds of animated simplified graphics. And so this is a really fantastic example to show the concept of introducing a new tool to an audience. This is really about onboarding. However, the graphic is also used in the help files to explain the concept. And it's really about how to use this uh, Puppet Warp tool, which is this little icon and I'm just going to play it back and you can see they have three or the three uh, animated gifs up here that are in the content and they do in my opinion a fantastic job of conveying the basic concept of this new functionality so yeah let me just play this uh, little clip back just watch the animation here we go so I hope that comes through too but it's very clear select a little pin Mark your points, and then you can look at the graphics on the top right, and it explains it very simple on how to add those points, how to manipulate them, and that's often all the user needs in order to understand the basics of their tool, maybe to be interested in this tool and check it out further, and essentially uh, go on and running. And then if they do need more help, I believe there's plenty of other tutorials and proper documentation available as well. All right, so that was my little example that I wanted to show, but well, maybe I, first Matt, no, before be, you be, do that, I love. Uh, I
0: think what's important there is not so much that it's just a, uh, an, a an animation, but that the juxtaposition, right? You're putting things close together so you can see the actual impact of this movement affects this, this, or this. I think that's really cool. Yeah.
1: And they do one really great thing that I love to recommend, especially when you're creating content for new users. And that is to only show information that is relevant and taking as much out as you can that could be distracting. So, and they've t- taken it really to the top level. There's only one tool in the you know, the fairly familiar uh, toolbar on the left side in the Adobe tool. They've only exposed one single tool. So there's absolutely no confusion about which one they're talking about and which one I, as a user, should click on.
0: Absolutely. So very cool. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. So what's next, Anton?
1: Okay. Well, I think we um, should talk a little bit about the creation of Sui screenshots. Yeah. And I, of course, prepared a little something. And this is a classic little screenshot out of um, my browser. And I want to create some instructions. I want my users to click on those three dots. And then I want them to click on cast, which is the option you can use to um, stream your browser content to your uh, TV or your another computer, which I actually had to look up on how to do, which is why it's something that's stuck in my mind. So I want to create a screenshot that explains this to my user. However, um, I don't want to just share this screenshot as is right now because it's very busy. So there's two or three things I would do. I'm trying to think of the right order to do it, but let's do it the following. First, I'm going to reduce the complexity of my screenshot. Yeah, That's something I usually do before I go into the simplification. And that goes back to what I just said about Adobe. I'm removing elements from my base screenshot that I just find kind of not important and not relevant to the instructions I'm trying to give. So let me show you what I mean with this. I'm gonna use the selection tool in Snagit. It's pretty easy for that. And so honestly, all my little plugins are not that important. So I can select them all. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my profile icon, but I'm gonna select my icons, and then I'm gonna hit the delete key on my keyboard and Snagit remove those because they are, well, essentially a little bit distracting. I also don't think I necessarily need to expose all those hotkeys. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to delete some of them for now. I'll save some of them for later.
0: That's um, yeah, good right now. And,
1: this text and Anton, on the left it's worth side. And
0: Anton, just real quick, I think it's worth noting in Snagit, you have autofill selected. So it is automatically filling in the background. You're not getting just a transparent background. Good,
1: good point, right. Yeah, I could be working with transparency. Then it would be giving me this checkerboard pattern, which I don't want. So let me actually go back but rather I'm using autofill, which in this case will fill it in with white. But autofill is pretty awesome because it can actually recognize colors and shapes and it will keep those as well. So actually let me show you how this works, it's pretty awesome. So right here, I wanna get rid of this little arrow and maybe this toolbar. And as you can see, I'm purposely selecting an area that covers this line and that line. And now I'm going to delete this as well. And Snagit is smart enough to keep my lines, but only remove that content I don't need. So it's a good, quick way of cleaning things up in Snagit. So now I'm going to also uh, size my screenshot a little bit better to what I need it to be. And uh, if i were a perfectionist, I would likely try to get rid of these uh, notification numbers. But I'm going to leave it as is. And now my screenshot is a bit simpler. And now I'm ready for simplification. OK, so this version I'm using right now is 2021. However, we did have a Simplify version uh, feature available in the pro- in the previous version, Snagit 2020. However, we did greatly improve it in the current version, so it's a lot more fun and faster and better. So the uh, Simplify tool is found up here on the top. If you don't see it in your toolbar, click on the More icon, and then you will see it in the large dropdown uh, of available features. And as soon as I select Simplify, the Simplify tool on the right side will open. And it's set up in a couple of different sections. We have an auto-simplify feature. We have a color palette. Below that are particular quick styles, which I'll show and how to work with them in a minute, and then some additional tool properties on the bottom. But the very first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the auto-simplify button. So you can simply see how difficult or easy it can be to turn the screenshot into a simplified representation. Ready, set, go. Boom, Snagit automatically detects shapes and elements on my screen and turns them into these shapes that you now see on the screen. And uh, we've greatly improved that algorithm in the last version of Snagit, so now these boxes are really even and aligned. And it just looks a lot cleaner to begin with. The color it shows are based on this color palette that are right below it. And what Snagit does is whenever you create or you open the Auto Simplify tool, it will try to auto generate a color palette that based on the dominant colors in your picture. So in my screenshot right here, it mostly generated various shapes of gray and this kind of brownish color at the end. But if I'm switching to a different example, so let's go to this one, you'll see it identified a different type of colors. And if I go to yet another screenshot, it will generate and suggest yet another color palette to me. So in a lot of ways Snagit helps you in that way. Um, but in some cases, that color palette is not really what you need or want. Uh, I do have this dropdown. And it actually, Snagit is smart enough or not smart enough, but it comes with two presets, a light color set, which I really like because all these options now are they don't fall, then they're not part of my focus anymore, which allows me to then focus on the more important things in my screenshot, which i show in a minute. I have this darker option, and I can also create my own color palette if that is something I want to do. Maybe we get to show that in a second. But first, let me go down here and clean up the screenshot a little bit more before we really start playing with uh, the options. And what I like to do is down here is this show original option, and it creates a semi-transparency. So now I actually can see what is hiding behind all my options. And now In the tool down here, I select the Move tool. And now I can go in and delete and re-expose the elements I actually want to include in my screenshot. So for example, I want to make sure I keep my icons in here because I think they help to orient the user. Um, Sure, I can keep that little star. I like the user icon. And then we said we really wanted to have the casting option available down here, so I make sure that's exposed as well. Uh, Turn this off. Let's take a look. All right, this is starting to take on shape. Um, Great. So as a uh, next step, what I might do, I think I find this color to be yeah too dark to be honest. So I'm gonna go in here and I'm simply gonna adjust it to something a little bit lighter. I think that works a little bit better. It doesn't fall. my attention isn't as drawn to those big boxes now. Maybe i just go with the gray. This is actually pretty nice as is. All right, what else do I need to do? Uh, I have my mouse cursor here, and Snagit is nice. It actually lets me reposition my mouse cursor if I need it elsewhere, because I want my users to click on Cast. Um, Yep, this looks pretty good so far. There's one last thing I might want to do. Let me go back into the Simplify tool. And I don't want the drawing tool. I'm going to take the Move tool one more more time. And I'm actually going to delete these options right here, because I want to show you the other way or another extension of the feature that Snagit has for simplifying areas. So let's say I still want to have some sort of simplified text here on the left side or anywhere in my image. And that's where the drawing tool in Simplify comes into play. So we're back here in my drawing. We have our color palette. And right here, we have a variety of different quick styles. And the one I'm going to choose is here, one of the ones that looks like text. I have a fill color, I have a shape, I have a background. Let's make sure it's actually set to right. And now what I can do is click, drag, and I can just kind of freestyle create my own text elements. So if you're creating a graphic from scratch and you just need some honestly filler text, this is a great, great way of doing it. All right, so this is looking pretty good from an instructional standpoint. The user can hopefully orient themselves where they are based on these basic elements. They know where they have to initially click on. There's a drop-down menu, and the attention should really fall on the only option that is exposed, which is the casting option. Good. Now there's more things I could do. I could save out this color palette as my standard color palette, so I can apply the same color palette to multiple images. Um, I could go in and maybe reduce some of this complexity. I could also start working with some of the other tools as well, because there's no reason why we might not also want to draw a box around one of the elements we are showing. But I think for right now, let's just send this to the background so the cursor's in the front. I think for right now, we did OK. Took couple minutes. If I hadn't talked as much, it would have been faster. But we were able to turn that screenshot into a simplified representation of it that I think I could easily send to someone trying to tell them what to do and where to click in order to cast their screen from their browser. What do you think, Matt?
0: Yeah, that's what an awesome demo, and uh, I mean, it looked great, and it's so easy. And I, I hope everyone, what you take away first of all is there's this idea of, of simplified user faces out there, right? Like, they, they're out there. If you're not using them, it's everywhere. Yeah, it is literally yeah. it, it is everywhere. You, once you, it's it's that it's is it the oh, I can't think of the principle. There's principle. It's like when you see a, a certain type of car. Yeah, really like complex? yes, yes. Uh, say it again, so people can hear it
1: the Bader meinhof complex yes. is named after a German terrorist but that's for you can look that up on Wikipedia I've,
0: I've, I've, I know I looked up I just it was on the tip of my tongue I can't remember <laughs> it but it's that principle right yeah. Like you're mm-hmm. going to see, see a city right. everywhere so one I hope that you become familiar with the concept that for folks that are listening but two I hope you realize that the, the ideas here whether you're using Snagit or you could use lots of other tools you could use Illustrator you could use whatever drawing tool that you want to make these The it's Snagit's going to make it pretty easy, but like that it's going to save you effort in the long run. And that example makes it like you could use that in so many places, not have to worry about. like in your, in your, It's I, I love the reduction of co- the cognitive load, kind of that reduction of, of how much work I have to do as a viewer to understand what you're trying to get me to do. Um, I think mm-hmm. I use this a lot, right? Like I, I'm trying to think of yeah. where we I was looking at something. I was looking through a menu structure and I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And it was there. It just, I kept overlooking it because there were so many other things to look at. Um, so Mm. this, I think it's really great. And then, and then just how easy it is to really make something that looked like very usable, very professional. It's, it's fantastic on that note of cognitive load. Can I show you some results from
1: eye tracking tests I've been doing on sui graphics? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to share. Can you share my screen again? Yep. We're so I wanted to go back to this example we had earlier, right? You remember it? normal screenshot on the left, simplified one on the right. And I was lucky enough to run eye tracking experiments on a series of screenshots to really compare what is the cognitive load of normal screenshots and simplified screenshots. So if I open up this one real quick, So here is the eye tracking result of the normal screenshot. And you can see the average user will scan all the items, trying to see where they have to go. They're also paying attention to the hotkeys, which are listed on the right side. And sure, they will find to the the final command, connect mobile device. But it's maybe not all it can be. So let me bring up the direct comparison example. And here we are, and wow. we really have them side by side. And if you squint, as, as Matt said earlier, you can see it even better, right? The user are directly able to focus on what's important, which is click on the file menu, connect mobile device, ensure the slightly enlarged mouse cursor also help to draw the user's attention. So That's another technique you can use, make your mouse cursors a bit bigger. But nevertheless, yeah, I think this is very clear on the impact on, of, on the cognitive load that Sui Graphics can have. So put yourself in the shoes of a new user who's just opening your service or your app for the first time. They're trying to figure out what is the most crucial thing I need to do right now. And yeah, not, over, not overwhelming them by showing them everything at once, but rather just guiding them and keeping the rest rather simple. Keep it simple.
0: Yeah, well, and and I think you said something that struck me. Uh, obviously, for new users of anything, you'd reduce that. But even if it's for advanced users or experienced users, if you want to highlight the differences, right? Like, so we moved something, we changed something, we did something different. I can see that being another powerful, powerful technique for people to, because oftentimes it's like, it, it, i think even maybe so more so for experienced people it's painful when software changes and things move around or it's different and you want you could you could really emphasize like just that that changes seems like a great thing so
1: very cool anton. yeah you're absolutely right matt you're absolutely right
0: well anton we are we're running up on time here but i want to thank you so much for taking time to go through all this stuff and i mean Uh, Again, uh, Sui is is fantastic. Anton, uh, are there any good? If someone wants to learn more about Sui, uh, I I know the TechSmith blog has some locations. Any place else you're looking or learning about uh, more about Sui?
1: All right, so if anybody wants to learn more about SUI, I wrote an article about it. It's on my LinkedIn profile. So maybe we'll find a way to share that out. Otherwise, just Google my name and SUI, and you will likely find it. Beyond that, I'm not the only person in the space talking about SUI. There's lots of other people. Uh, Gretchen Wittman was writing about it once. I've seen several people talk about it at conferences. And beyond that, it's, yeah keep an eye open out in the wild, you'll see lots of examples and more importantly maybe create some of your own graphics and engage some of your colleagues or customers in conversations around it to see if the style you're choosing and the uh, goal you have, if that is working and what you might need to do to make it even better. But nevertheless, I think it's a fantastic, yeah, I always think of SUI as not, as I said before, it's not the ultimate solution, the silver bullet, but rather it's a technique, a trick that any of us, instructional designers, technical communicators, marketers, we can have up our sleeve and we can pull it out when the situation is right. when we think, hey, yeah, this situation, this context would greatly benefit from a simplified screenshot then we all know what to do and uh, hopefully we'll do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And again, Anton, thank you so much for joining us here in the visual lounge. We, of course, uh, always appreciate all the work that you do for us and uh, the great leadership you provided around this topic and so many others. So thanks again. Thank you. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out the TechSmith Academy. We've been dropping some of our screen recording videos on YouTube. So if you're not into the Academy, you want to just go watch how to get better at screen recording. You can check those out. But the Academy has a ton of free learning resources for you. Go watch. Seriously, like we've got hours and hours of content that's all free just sitting there to help you make better videos, make better images. In fact, uh, Michelle Wiedemere's course, uh, Writing Helpful Help, actually talks about using simplified user interfaces. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in and putting up with our shenanigans. Again, thanks to Anton Bolin for spending some time with us, showing us all those great examples and uh, sharing so much great information about using Sui. And with that, whatever you're doing, whether you're making videos, images, or you're just trying to communicate, communicate better every single day, we hope that you'll take time to level up and we'll see you guys next time on the Visual Lounge.